Good morning. So in this morning's gospel, we listen to Luke's version of the Beatitudes. And unlike Matthew's version, which was primarily written for a Jewish audience and giving a setting high on the mountaintop, Luke is writing for the Gentiles, and he places the setting on the plains, on level ground, where one sees eye to eye. Luke is writing the Beatitudes with more simplicity, and he's stressing in his account how the different communities came together, thus highlighting how the gospel is rooted in inclusivity, and it's for all people. But when we listen to either version of the sermon, two millennia later, often there seems to be this question of what is Jesus really driving at? I mean, blessed are you who are poor, hungry, and weeping, and woe to you who are rich, well-fed, and who laugh. Sounds like Jesus may have a little bit backwards here. Or is it we who have it backwards? So for some insight on this, I'd turn to someone who knows and who has prayed and who has sung about the Beatitudes for now 35 years, and it's David Haas. Now, all of you know David. We sing his music here on a regular basis, and in particular, his well-known song, Blessed Are They. In two weeks, David will be releasing his latest book called Rejoice and Be Glad. Yours, ours, is the kingdom of God. And grace with the art of Brother Mickey McGrath, And Mickey's going to be here this coming Saturday from 9 to 12, so put it on your calendar. David does an in-depth look with his book, looking at each of these parts of the Beatitude. Everyone knows David's great talent as the world-renowned liturgical music composer. But many are just now learning his writing is actually even more brilliant. So armed with an advanced copy of this book, I want to share with you some of the thoughts and insight that David gave actually in his preface about the sermon. Singing and praying, blessed are they, is continually becoming an act of confession and commitment for me to announce a new understanding of this song prayer, which is a charge to proclaim that God's way is not the way of the world. And thus to change the world, We have to think and act in radically non-judgmental and non-violent ways. To change this world, God chooses not to cast anyone away. So to announce that God's love is to be shared lavishly and without distinction for all. I'm learning that the Beatitudes are not a self-help book on how we're to live as Christians or a rule book or curriculum of how to get into heaven they most certainly are a reflection of Jesus' mission, an imitation to embrace a more downward mobility. For us to take the baton from him, to be a kingdom people, committed servants, consumed with being wrapped in the reign of God. Jesus aches to have this reign come to life in the world through the sorts of people described in these verses, people like himself, people like us, The Beatitudes are a call for us to take up our vocation to be light and life for the world and to show the world what the reign of God is really like. Thus, we're called to push and prod and provoke systems that refuse to forgive debt, that strangles the quality of life for the poor, the hungry, and the homeless. 
It means not tolerating economic conditions that allow the poor to become poor without a home, without food, and without dignity. The new way of the Beatitudes calls us to protect our planet, to build bridges instead of walls, to advocate for the weak and the voiceless, to banish all discrimination dynamics that may separate families, to lift people from shame and isolation who are put there because they happen to be different than you or me. God desires the world to be always oriented toward the poor and the vulnerable, to the weak and the isolated. And as a result, God desperately wants people, you and me, to be responsible for this concern as a priority to be carried out. God wants and aches for peace. Equally, God wants the instruments of peacemaking to be us. Then I thought, well, to perhaps better understand the Beatitudes and what it means, what would they sound like if you put them in modern context? If Jesus was here today, what would his Beatitudes possibly sound like? So sure enough, Lutheran minister and public theologian and author Nadia Boltz-Weber did exactly this. She wrote this about a year ago. And here's a little bit of what she said. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who are spiritually impoverished and therefore not so certain about everything. Blessed are those who have nothing to offer. Blessed are they for whom nothing seems to be working. Blessed are the poor in spirit. You are of heaven, and Jesus blesses you. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are they who have buried their loved ones, for whom tears are as real as the ocean. Blessed are they who have loved enough to know what loss feels like. Blessed are the mothers of the miscarried. Blessed are the motherless, the alone, the ones from whom so much has been taken. Blessed are those who laugh again, for when so long, they thought they never would. Blessed are those who mourn. You are of heaven, and Jesus blesses you. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who no one else notices. The kids who sit alone at middle school lunch tables. Blessed are the forgotten. Blessed are the unemployed, the unimpressive, and the underrepresented. Blessed are the teens who have to figure out ways to hide the new cuts on their arm. Blessed are the meek. You are of heaven, and Jesus blesses you. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the wrongly accused, the ones who never catch a break, the ones for whom life is hard, for they are those with whom Jesus chose to surround himself. Blessed are those without documentation. Blessed are the ones without lobbyists. Blessed are foster kids and trophy kids and special ed kids and every other kid who just wants to feel safe and loved, but never does. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are they who know there has to be more to miss 
because they're right. And blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are those who make terrible business decisions for the sake of people. Blessed are the burnt-out social workers, the overworked teachers, and the pro bono case-takers. Blessed are the kids who step between the bullies and the weak. Blessed are the ones who have received such real grace that they're no longer in a position of ever deciding who the deserving poor are. Blessed is everyone who has ever forgiven me when I didn't deserve it. Blessed are the merciful, for they totally get it. See, this is what the blessedness of the Beatitudes lays out for us. This is true holiness. Holiness is found when we make the journey, when we follow on the path, when we work to make the reign of God visible to everyone without exception. We're going to sing David Haas's song, Blessed Are They, during the communion time. I invite all of us to join in, to sing this, to pray this, and actually to shout this as loud as we can in order to reach as many who will hear the truth and good news that the kingdom of God is both yours and ours. It belongs to all of us, the poor, the broken, the lowly, the hungry, the homeless, the poor, pure of heart, the peacemakers, you, me, all of us, who are loved lavishly and without distinction by our good and gracious God.